Hey friends, really is good to be back with you after such a long time apart. Uh, if not in person, at least over video, right? Uh, that's the best we got today, but hopefully things will change in the future and we'll be able to spend time with you one-on-one -on -one again because we really miss all you guys and you gals and all, all the, the great fellowship that we've had in the past together. But you know, ever since that old COVID-19 bug has swept the globe, I mean, it has caused so much havoc uh, for families all around the world. Even today, my mom is recovering from COVID-19. She'll be 84. So it's been um, really rough on her. Uh, we had another family member at more distant a little bit, a lady that used to live here in Woodward. Uh, she passed away from COVID and all of us kids have had it. So um, it's affecting so many. Um, but you know, I mean, we're really not surprised, I don't think, because we've always known this world is a broken world. Ever since Adam and Eve, they actually broke their fellowship with God and uh, aligned with the devil in the Garden of Eden. And God broke the universe and brought um, sickness and arthritis and, and COVID-19 and even death into the world. I think that we might look to him as our healer, uh, that we might look to him as the one who will actually raise us from the grave. So that gives us hope. He did that so that we might not be uh, content with uh, living our lives here on earth without him. Um, but he brought brokenness, I think, so that we might look to him as our healer. So if you delight in Jesus today, then... Uh, even though there's brokenness going all on all around you, we have good reason to smile in our hearts. Uh, so, you know, it's great to know Jesus Christ today. Well, I wanted to uh, tell you a true story out of 2 Kings chapter 4 today. Um, it's a story about Elisha the prophet. You may remember Elisha was the successor of Elijah the prophet. And uh, Elijah trained him. And um, so he did like twice the number of miracles that Elijah did. So we're going to talk about uh, the story of Elisha and the Shumanite woman. And as we go, we're going to look for some some things that point us in the Old Testament here to Jesus and the gospel. Because that's what the Old Testament does. It was in the shadows uh, and it was veiled, but the gospel was there. And um, it points us uh, to Jesus. Let's, we're going to look for that today. Um, so one day the prophet Elisha, he went to a town called Shuman where a wealthy woman and her husband lived. And she invited Elisha to eat. And so from then on, whenever he passed that way, he would stop by and the Shumanite woman would feed him. And one day, um, she talked to her husband 
and said, you know, I think this is a man of God. It's really clear to me. And I would like for us to build him a room on the roof so that whenever he stops by, he can rest. And, and so that's what they did. And one day he stopped by and he rested in the room that was built for him. And well, after all this kindness that was shown him by the Shumanite woman, he told his servant to find out what he might do for her. And, uh, and so the servant of Elisha went to the woman and uh, he said, do you want Elisha to speak to the king on your behalf regarding any matter or maybe the commander of the army? And she said, no, no, I'm good. I don't need anything. I don't want any rewards or favors for any of my deeds. And so I think this is the very first point that is going to direct us towards Jesus and the gospel. It's the first thing I see. Um, she was not doing good works in order to be rewarded. And that goes along with the gospel, right? I mean, Ephesians 2a says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast. All right, let's continue with the story. After the woman said she didn't need to be paid, um, Elisha actually asked his servant what he thought. He was asking for like suggestions. What do you think I should be able to do for this woman? And in verse 14, it says this, uh, Gehazi answered, and Gehazi was a servant, and he answered, well, she has no son, and her husband is old. So, here's another part of the story that is pointing us to Jesus. Let's continue. Verse 15. He said, Call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the doorway and said, And he said, At this season, about the, this time next year, you shall embrace a son. And she said, Oh no, my Lord. And she said, No, my Lord, O man of God, do not lie to your servant. <laughs> you can tell she was surprised, right? Um, in our culture today, we might have said, uh, Now, Elisha, don't you be joking with me. This is not something to tease people about. Because, I mean, back then it was even more so uh, a blessing to be given a son. And she had no son, right? But Elisha was not joking with her. It was God's word that he spoke. It was God's promise. A child would be born. So how does that point us to Jesus? <laughs> Here was a woman who would not do good works for to earn rewards. And Elisha gives her something greater. It's a gift of grace, um, something no person on earth could give her, no king, no commander of the army. It was the promise of a son. It's the same for us. I mean, our broken works, uh, they will not earn us favor with God. But instead, <laughs> he gives us something better. It's grace 
that we don't deserve, the promise of a son. And, and that word of promise, it was, it was declared after Adam and Eve sinned. Uh, it was a promise of a son to come um, who would bruise the, hurt, the head of the serpent, remember? Or Satan. And that would be Jesus. Um, and the hope of his birth was promised to others throughout the Old Testament, to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, uh, King David, King Solomon, King Hezekiah and so many others, even evil King Ahaz. Um, he was promised, he was told how a virgin would give birth, birth, and his name would be called Emmanuel. And, and that promise is for you and for I today, for us to hope and delight in the promise of a son. Well, Christmas time will be here before you know it. Uh, Thanksgiving um, is a good time to be thankful for this promise and then to continue to rejoice in it throughout the Christmas time and then forevermore. Let's continue with the story. Verse 17. But the woman conceived and she bore a son about that time the following spring as Elisha had said to her. And so that makes me think of this same promise we've been talking about of Jesus. Uh, it was actually, uh, a son was actually promised to Abraham, remember Isaac? Abraham and, and uh, Sarah in, uh, in their old age, just like the Shumanite woman, her husband was old, right? Uh, and, that, and it was Isaac, and it was through his lineage, that same lineage, lineage um, that was promised to Adam and Eve, continued on through Isaac, and it points to Jesus. He's our promise. Um, and the, we see this same uh, thing, I believe, uh, in relation to the Shumanite. She points us to Jesus. And remember the angel Gabriel? <laughs> he said something similar to this to Mary. In Luke one thirty one. you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. And here's another thing that points us to Jesus with the Shumanite woman. She had no son. So this was her only begotten son. And hey, John 3, 16, right? We all know that. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So the promise of a son is, is your promise, and it's, it's a promise to me as well. Let's continue with our story. Verse 18, When the child had grown, he went out one day to his father among the reapers, and he said to his father, Oh, my head, my head. The father said to his servant, Carry him to his mother. And when he had lifted him and brought him to his mother. The child sat on her lap till noon, and then he died. He died. What does that make you think of? Uh, Romans 5, 8 is one place, but God shows his love for us in that while we were sinners, still sinners, here it is, Christ died for us. The promise of a son has died for us just as 
the promise of a son died for the Shumanite woman. Um, and Jesus died. Of course, this is kind of interesting. Just bear with me here for a moment, if you will. Um, of all the people who ever lived in the world, Jesus was the only one who did not have to die. Why? Because he never sinned. And you see, God's law tells us how the soul that sins will die. And we see this from early on, again, with Adam and Eve. Um, Eve said how God told her that if they ate of the fruit God told them not to, they would die. And they, they did eat of that fruit God told them not to, and they died spiritually that very day. That very day, the Spirit of God left them, and they died physically later on, and their own spirit left their body. So that was true for Adam and Eve, and it's also true for you and I. The soul that sins will die. Romans 5.12 says, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. So the good news is actually that Jesus willingly died for us and all who delight in him will be saved. So let's continue with our story. I mean, the Shumanite woman's son had just died, remember? So, well, the woman placed her son on Elisha's bed on the roof and then she told her, her husband that she was going to see Elisha, this prophet of God. And her husband asked, well, why are you going today? I mean, it's not a special day of worship. And uh, let me read to you her answer. This is one of my favorite parts of the, of the story. And this is the title of today's message. Verse 23 says, she said, all is well. What? What do you mean all is well? I mean, her son has just died. And, and so, I mean, what can we learn from this part of the story? Um, I mean, griping and feeling sorry for ourselves and, and thinking that uh, God's promises are not coming true. That is the opposite of having faith in God's promises faith in his word. Remember, Israel in the wilderness, instead of saying, all is well, uh, what did they do? I mean, they griped their way through, through that wilderness. And when they should have trusted God that he would provide all they need and keep his promise to bring them to the promised land, which he eventually did. He brought Israel to the promised land. Uh, but they were gripers. This Shumanite was not a griper. Um, she said, all is well. And remember, I mean, Abraham was another one. He was willing to sacrifice his son. He didn't have to do that. But he was willing to sacrifice his son of promise, knowing that God was able to raise him from the grave. Hebrews eleven nineteen says this. He considered that God was able even to raise him from the dead, 
from which, figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. And I think this Shumanai woman had this same kind of, of resurrection faith. And God wants us to walk in faith during times of brokenness and despair. He wants us to say, all is well. Let's continue with the story. Verse 24, Then she saddled a donkey, and she said to her servant, Urge the animal on. Do not slacken the pace for me unless I tell you. So she went to see the prophet Elisha, who had made this promise to her. He had spoke God's word of promise to her. And this was the sign of her faith when she, for her to say, all is well, even though her son had died. And when she arrived, Elisha spoke to a serpent, run out, he says in verse 26, run at once to meet her and say to her, is all well? There's those words again. <laughs> is all well with you? Is all well with your husband? Is all well with the child? What do you think she answered? All is well. <laughs> That's the title of today's word, right? She said the same thing to Elisha's servant that she did to her husband. And, and so we can see how her faith in God and His promise, it continued. She persevered in her faith strong all the way to the end. And again, that, that's God's word for us today. A smile in your heart, even though brokenness is all around you, right? So the Shumanite woman came up to Elisha and she, she caught hold of his feet. Verse 28. Then she said, Did I ask my Lord for a son? Did I not say, Do not deceive me? He said to Gehazi, Tie up your, your garment, take my staff in your hand and go. If you meet anyone, do not greet him. And if anyone greets you, do not reply and lay my staff on the face of the child. Then the mother of the child said, As the Lord lives, and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So he arose and followed her. Um, so as this woman held on to the feet of Elisha, I think we also hold on to the promise of God. And notice that she said this phrase, I think this is quite telling, and we'll be closing pretty soon here, um, and we'll have another song, um, but um, she said, as the Lord lives, and as you yourself live, I will not leave you, okay? Now, that probably um, sounded uh, familiar to Elisha. Um, I mean, you can see that she was committed, right? She was not leaving Elisha. But it probably caught Elisha by surprise when she said this because two chapters before, he used this exact phrase when he was talking to um, the prophet Elijah. Um, okay? He used this exact phrase. Remember, um, God had made a promise to Elisha through the prophet Elijah that he would get twice the spirit of Elijah if he was with him when God took him up. And remember his word to Elijah over and over was, 
as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So he was committed, right? I mean, this thing about being on God's mission and his promises that were given to him, they were not taken lightly. Um, He was committed to be close to God's word and the prophet, just the way the Shumanai woman was, all the way to the end all the way to the fulfillment of the promise. <laughs> and you know, I just see so many people who claim to be Christians, and I think so many of them are, but, uh, but they, they will not say this phrase to the Lord. They will not say, as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. No, they, they're not desperate for the things of God. I mean, maybe they read a bit of the Bible and they say, yeah, I don't really understand much of it. So they leave it. Um, They don't ponder it anymore. Uh, They say, well, somebody else can tell me what it means. I don't understand it. This Shumanite woman would not leave the prophet who spoke God's word. Elisha would not leave the prophet. Elisha would not leave the prophet Elijah, his side, uh, who spoke God's promise. And that reminds me of Jacob, right? Jacob. Remember when he strove with God. And he would not let God leave him until he received the promise that God had for him. I think that's the exact same thing. They were committed to God. Um, And Paul says it like this. um, But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Uh, and this was not him, or and it's not us working, uh, working, but it's God working in us that causes us to persevere to the end because He's done a work in our lives. He's chose, He's shown us that He's the greatest treasure in the universe, greater than anything, and God has promised that if we seek Him, that He's going to open to us up great treasures from his word and they're going to bring us great joy it's going to be a down payment of things to come in christ jesus when we get to heaven so just to close out today's message uh you know elisha's servant when he went on ahead and and he laid his staff on the face of the child but but he could he couldn't get the child to come back alive and and elisha finally arrived and and he um he laid on the child twice, and the child the child sneezed seven times, and he opened his eyes, and Elisha called the, the Shumanai woman, and he told her to pick up his son, her son. And verse 37 says, she came and fell at his feet, bowing to the ground. Then she picked up her son, and she went out. So, so God kept his promise in raising up her only begotten son of promise. Um, And he he did the same thing for you and I. And that's where we find our hope. Our hope was in his death. He, he, He was paid the wages of our sin, but our hope is also in his life. He rose up from the grave. Jesus did. And he gives us that same power to have victory over sin in this life and that same resurrection power 
is going to raise us from the grave. Um, and there will be, we'll be with him where there's no more uh, sin-related things in our life. No more COVID-19, no more sickness, no, no more arthritis, no more eye trouble, no more hearing problems, no more pains, no more death. We'll be with him because we hope in, in Jesus Christ, the promise that was given to us of a son. So let's go to the Lord in prayer today. Father God, thank you for your word, Lord. Thank you for this, this great story about Elisha and, uh, and the Shumanite woman and the promise of a son, Lord. And thank you for Jesus Christ most of all, Lord, and how he is our only hope. If we delight in him, even though there's brokenness going all around us, and even though we get sick, and even though one day we will all die, uh, Jesus Christ, he rose from the grave, and we can still smile today, and we can share his love with others. Thank you so much for that great gift. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, uh, thanks for... Uh, Allow me uh, to come talk to you today. It was really my joy. Hopefully we can do this again sometime soon. And we're going to close out with some more music. So God bless you and we'll talk to you later.